my friends, it's Andy and Eddie coming live from Yorba Linda, California with the Living Fearless Devotional. We'll back on. Yeah, it feels like forever. We are on a hiatus. Were we? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so many things happening. Where should people go to find out more of our content? I was going to say it when she's... Oh. <laughs> resurrectministry.com you can find all of our content there you can find this podcast as well as andy's fearless man devotional no fearless man podcast <laughs> and my christian post articles we're hitting the uh the school board the school unions the yes, school unions really unions. hard uh they are definitely demonic and you can also send us a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Prayer requests, advice, whatever you have, we're, we're willing to listen. And if you're interested in partnering with us, there's also a donate button. And that would be truly a blessing. I don't know what's going on, but your your mic is not um, showing up very well. So I don't know if there's um, something happening. You may need to switch. What you can talk and you'll see it barely Hello? shows up on the thing. Hello. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> I wish somebody was on that could tell us they could hear me. There is. Let's see. And it says, hi, folks. Long time no see. Spiritual wind view. Can you hear me, spirit wind view and Carrie? <laughs> is my mic working? It's, uh, it's not going up very high. Yeah, you may need to pop that up just a little bit. Um, yeah, so we've been uh, really, really busy. And if uh, nothing happened, nothing bad, we weren't in the hospital, No, nothing, nothing oh. horrible. We've just simply have not been able to get on. Uh, we were in Simi Valley yesterday. Um, uh, I was hosting an event for the uh, California Parent Alliance where we had um, candidates for the school board out there. And um, we just need Jesus. Everybody right needs Jesus. We just need Jesus in the, in the, with, the, with the candidates. Um, and just please just pray for these uh, teachers unions just to be... Um, put in their place uh, through electing good candidates that are uh, going to fight against what it is that they're doing to our kids. So, so important. Yes, you buzz. Um, yes, you buzz sound wonderful. I think buzz is the type of oh, both. <laughs> Thank you. Very good. Um, anything to add before we go to the, the, the devotional? All right. We are reading from Charles Spurgeon, Morning by Morning. And um, it is a wonderful... <laughs> it's a wonderful one today. I love it. A wonderful devotional. That's the word I was looking for. Um, and I think for me, it, this is an important one because one of the things growing up as a kid, I was very afraid of death. Oh. I, I was so scared. I would cry often about the thought of, of dying. Oh. So I, I can tell you the one thing that's happened um, since being born again is the, the comfort with, with what happens after we die. Yes. It's incredible because even as I grew older, older, even though I was a cop and I would put myself in positions that would surely be death defying, it was different. It, it was for a reason. It was like, I, this is, I had to do this. Yes. But, um, but it was still something that I, I kind of feared uh, at a, at a well, certain level. This is all good news, folks. So for October 4th, morning by morning with uh, Charles Spurgeon, the reference is Zechariah 14, seven, when evening comes, there will be light. Charles says, we often look ahead to old age with fear and trembling, forgetting that when e evening comes, there will be light. Yet for many saints, old age is the best season for their lives. A more pleasant tropical breeze warms the mariner's face as he nears the shore of immortality. 
Fewer waves ripple his sea and quiet reigns, deep, peaceful, and majestic. From the altar of age, the fiery flashes of youth may be gone, but the more steady flame of true and sincere feeling remains. These older pilgrims have reached Belua, that blessed country where each day is like heaven on earth. Angels visit there, heavenly breezes blow across it, flowers of paradise grow on it, and its air is filled with the music of seraphim. Some people dwell here for years, while others reach it only a few hours before their departure. It is the closest thing to Eden on earth. We may very well yearn for that time when we, when we will rest in its shady groves and be satisfied with hope until the ultimate time of fruition arrives. The setting sun seems larger than when it is high in the sky, and a splendor of glory paints all the clouds surrounding it with tinges of color as it sets. Even pain does not break the calm of the sweet twilight of age, for power made perfect mm. in weakness endures with patience through it all. The ripe fruit of blessed experience is gathered as a sumptuous meal of life's evening as the soul prepares itself for rest. The Lord's people will enjoy his light at the hour of death. Will unbelief lament life and ask, are shadows falling? Is night ahead? Is existence facing an end? No, faith will respond. The night is far from over, for the true day has just arrived. The light has come, the light of immortality, the light of the Father's countenance. Prepare to rise from your bed. See the angels waiting to escort you away. Farewell, beloved one, for you are leaving as you wave your hand goodbye. Then suddenly all is light. Amen. The pearly gates of heaven are open and the streets of gold shine with the brilliance of jasper. Your shield, your eye, you shield your eyes as you see the unseen for the very first time. Adieu, dear brother, you have light. When evening comes, light greater than you have ever seen. Wow, that sounds that, amazing. Doesn't it? Nothing greater than that. And I like the way he describes the progression, right? So for me, this is the best season of my life for sure. And it is for the reasons that he says, it's, this is my favorite sentence. Fewer waves ripple his sea and quiet reigns deep, peaceful and majestic. So it's just that, that coming into the grace and, and peace that comes from the Lord. It's just so beautiful. And just the thought that older pilgrims have reached Bola is that, that even before we die, that there is such a sense of grace over our lives that we could sense angels and the heavenly breezes blowing. And it's just so, it's just so majestic mm -hmm. the way he's describing what can happen. And of course it is what we will see as believers when we meet the Lord Jesus Christ. And it reminds me of stories that Pastor Jack Hibbs tells because he visits so many people on their deathbed, members of the church and, he talks about how happy they are and how they're singing worship songs and they're smiling because they have that. They've reached, they have glimmers of that while they're lying in that bed that, oh my God, I'm leaving this junk, this, this dying body and the striving and the, and the difficulties of life. And I am moving towards forever light, immortality, the Lord's face, 
angels singing. Mm. Ah, how glorious. What is, this is just an interesting statement here, and I'm, I'm not sure what it means, but the sense here, it says, some people dwell here for years, while others reach it only a few hours before their departure. Right. What, what, Meaning that people can experience that in their life. Oh, really? Yeah. Like while they're in dementia or something? I'm not no. quite sure how that, no, how that works. No, that's... Uh, uh, it's remember I've, I've mentioned many times in this devotional, just constantly asking the Lord to hear the sounds of heaven and um, to experience the angels, seeing them, hearing them, uh, being touched by them. We can have, and even hearing the music of the seraphim, I've asked them to hear the music of heaven. So I don't know if I could say that I've actually heard it, but I have felt tinges of it. That, Friday night at the home church I was at last week was the closest I've gotten yet. So it well, is. Don't, yeah. leave, don't leave me, Schnooks. No, <laughs> no. But it's just a and and it's interesting because I felt like uh, in a time previous, the Lord was was grasping on to me to take me somewhere. And I got afraid and said, oh, no, where are you taking me? And then he dropped me. And it was kind of like a. Oh no, I missed my chance. I missed my chance. So I am constantly, <laughs> I am constantly praying for this, but uh, I could just imagine what it is for people that are close to the end of their lives. Carrie says, yes, I am. I am experiencing that, Andy. No dementia. <laughs> see? Yeah, see, Andy isn't uh, in touch with these spiritual things, even though he touched Jesus's face. I don't know if you thought. Well, it was now, now you now make sense because there was the. Uh, if I could kind of picture it again, it it's funny because he was there, but I, again, I've said this a couple times, but I couldn't see him. Right. But it was just this this glowing light. It was like as if this ring light was not a ring. It, it was, it's like a solid, uh, soft light that was not necessarily blinding. But it was present, and um, there's just like this image silhouette, and then um, yeah, silhouette, and then I was able to to fill his face, which was, I mean, you put that all together, it doesn't really make any sense, but it does make sense. But it was a calmness and that feeling of of just see if we believe that eternity is real, and we believe Earth is real, then the separate they can meet that's entirely up to the lord so it's not weird it's not strange they both exist and they both exist simultaneously mm -hmm. so uh it's up to the lord to reveal what he wants of his heaven to us while we're still on earth because remember for those of you that believe in the rapture we go up and then we come back down in the millennial kingdom which is a lot of this scripture that's described the millennial kingdom the new jerusalem we will be living as if it's heaven on earth right so that that span of time is nothing for God. There is no time for him. Just in reading this devotional and hearing you talk, it actually is maybe I could look at it now as a message that almost like Jesus saying, Andy, do you remember when you used to be so afraid of, of death? Here's a here's a, a small glimpse of what what it's gonna exactly. be like. <laughs> wow. I never thought of it that way. Yes. These are the wow. sounds. These are the things you'll see. This is the light. There'll no, there'll no, be, there'll no longer be darkness. Mm. There'll be no more pain. There'll be no more agony. 
the the old body will have our new bodies that'll be perfect. Glorious. Absolutely glorious. I mean, my, my knee won't hurt anymore either. Your knee will not hurt. That's good. That's good. Carrie says what there? It holds true even in difficult times. For this old gal, no fear, only the expectation of being with the Lord and joy each day. Mm. That's beautiful. Kate says, hiya, mateys. Yes. I didn't know she was a pirate. <laughs> <laughs> I presume it's an Australian ex expression. Hi, Kate. Mate. Hello, mate. Um, wow. This is really something. Yes. I'm having this moment of uh, of realization that there was uh, this moment that I could kind of now kind of hang my head on as um, as an assurance. Exactly. The blessed assurance. Wow. It just came to me. <laughs> Should we read some of the uh, scripture really yes. quick? Yes. Uh, Zechariah. I'm actually doing Zechariah in my Bible study right now. So I love Zechariah, but we haven't gotten to 14 yet. But uh much of Zechariah is prophetic about Jesus so much. I mean, we've just only gone through three chapters and it's, it's all about Jesus, you know, and what he does in the last days and how he restores Jerusalem and Zion. And he's constantly saying to them, return to me and I'll return to you. Return to me and I will give you safety. Return to me and I will uh, grace you with abundance. And so here he's describing in all of Zechariah 14, it starts out with what he does in destruction before he returns uh, in the millennial kingdom to rule and reign over Jerusalem. And so it says, it shall be one day, which is known to the Lord, neither day nor night, but at evening time, it shall happen that it will be light. And apparently scholars um, hotly contest what this verse means if they're talking about a single day and what it's like in the millennial kingdom or the new Jerusalem, or if he's referring to a period of time, which is the entire time that Christ returns. Hmm. But the theme is there's no longer darkness when he arrives. Fantastic. Isn't it? Isaiah 62, four, no longer will they call you deserted. The Lord's talking about Jerusalem. No longer will they call you deserted or name your land desolate, but you will be called Hephzibah. And your land, Baula, for the Lord will take delight in you, and your land will be married. So Hipzabah means um, the one that he delights in, and Baula means the one that is married. So again, referring to how this will be uh, the bride of Christ, both the new Jerusalem and the church that returns with him. That's so cool. Yes. One of my favorite passages of scripture that I say to myself constantly, and this is when Apostle Paul is recounting how he asked for the thorn to be removed and, and the Lord refused. And so he said, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in your weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness so that Christ's power may rest on me. Isaiah 60, number one, arise and shine for your light has come and the glory of God of the Lord rises upon you. Again, prophesying about the future of Jerusalem and Revelation 21, 11, having and talking about the new Jerusalem, having the glory of God. Her light was like a most precious stone, like a Jasper stone, clear as crystal. Mm -hmm. 
hope you don't mind you know, me saying this, but um, the, because the last person that um, that we know who, who passed is your father. And um, in those moments before, because you were with him uh, in, the, in his last moments, um, based on what you've told me, it, it almost feels like based on some of this devotional that he was going, he had the, you know, the, there was a many days leading up that just discomfort and confusion, and just things were going on that were not fun. <laughs> Let's just say they're horrible. Um, but uh, based on what you told me, those last hour, last couple hours really seemed to be more of a peaceful time. Does that give you comfort? This, this, see, that maybe that this is some of the things that he was seeing? Oh, God willing. God willing. But the problem is in, uh, in hospice care at mm -hmm. home, uh, they make you induce, they, they, they make you give them morphine, mm -hmm. you know, so you don't know how much of it, the calm is from the drugs. Oh. Yes. I forgot about the morphine. Yes. I've had that a couple of times. <laughs> I have not, <laughs> gladly to say. <laughs> and now that you mention it, it's pretty. <laughs> It'll it's, knock you out. No, it just gives you this feeling of, oh. <laughs> this whole feeling. But so, so I don't, yeah, no, I, 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 I feel like there had to be some of that. Oh, I pray. Um, I, it just based again. Um, I was fortunate enough to, to, to get to know him just a very short period of time before he did pass, but uh, his kindness and gentleness and how he uh, loved you and your mom and Zara, there was so much love coming from him that I, I don't know how that could not be um, a comfort to but this. But there's only one way. To I, know, the Lord. Uh, I know. I know. I just, I just pray that he accepted the Lord mm. Um when you know I'd, I'd witnessed to him and I, I have no idea the conversations he had with the lord i had made peace with it and as i have said when he passed um that's when the hysteria in my family began because the muslims have a very different understanding of death uh that's the time that they're worried about the two angels coming to question him there's a piece of the soul still left in the body but i kissed his face and the lord said um his book is closed you're done here mm -hmm. and from that moment on I didn't care whether I was at the funeral home. I didn't go to the burial site. Uh, I mean, I was, we stood very far from it. I didn't go to where the body was being put in the ground. And um, I was done. My, my duty as a daughter was done. And I had a very, very clear understanding that the book was closed. Right. Hmm. I, I then, I, then just now, uh, was thinking about this, the young girl who passed away driving her car up the street on Yerba Linda Boulevard and uh, lost control and uh, hit a tree. And it's important. I, I'm not, I don't want to say that in a flippant way. I'm just saying that they have now this instantaneous, you know, full of life. She'd, got, she'd been a regular at Yerba Linda Friends Church. Uh, it left a party with, with friends. And uh, although that that's probably what led to her uh, dying, but just the thought of her having all this activity in life and just full of life and then instantaneously, um, hopefully, although in sin and wondering if it's the same, but what, what oh, their, their death experience, 
well, see, that's the thing is, is that I don't know if my dad died in faith. So I don't know if he mm. died with peace. But we know if you die outside of faith, you will be, it's wretched death. Mm. Um, and the punishment begins almost instantaneously because you don't see the light. You don't see Jesus. Like it's, it's wretched. But for her as a believer, we know she saw what Spurgeon describes. She went from this to that instantly. Even if at the time in her, there's a little bit of, a, of, of sin that she has committed. Oh, the, yeah. The, well, in, I... in the midst of the, the sin. Is that like, oh, that's... <laughs> so that's way above my pay grade. Okay, I'm, I'm saying wondering. if we want to believe that she died a believer, then it was instant. But I... I, that is totally in the Lord's purview. We have no idea. We have no idea if any of us go up there and he's like, eh. you know what I mean? We're just praying that while we're lying in the hospital bed, we're like, we start to hear angels and harps because otherwise you start to get nervous. But uh, they say, you know, many people say that people, some people can have a rude awakening when they die, mm. which is tragic, horrible, horrible. Gosh, now I got that, all this. Now I have all this thought. It was so calming a minute ago. But I'm just thinking, I'm just wondering now, where, where, wherever you're at at that moment, is that is that a deal breaker? It's not a deal breaker. I mean, we all are sinning all the time. There's so many passages. So confused of, now. There's so many <laughs> passages of scripture about the first will be last and the last shall be first. Choose the narrow road and not the wide road. And, mm. you know, those that are liars, drunkards. Thieves will not inherit the kingdom. I mean, a lot, it's, it comes down to was that soul, that spirit sealed by the Holy Spirit until mm. the day of redemption. None of us know that. We should have the assurance. If we have the indwelling of the, of the Holy Spirit, we should know without a doubt. I know without a shadow of a doubt where I'm going when I die. <laughs> yeah. So did she have that assurance? I don't know. I would like to say yes. I like to say yes. Yes. <laughs> but we, we just, in know case, just in yeah. case there's some <laughs> friends watching. But I, I only bring it up because it, it just it, it brings to question that issue. Not, well, we not, not with her because she's she's surely. Well, we that's our goal in sharing the gospel. That's 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 even my motivation for why we do the home church with people who say they're Christians. Mm. I want to make sure they know they're Christians. I want to make sure they know they're saved. Not just being a Christian, but do you know where you're going when you die? You should have no doubt. Mm. And if you do have doubt, then let's find out why that, where that doubt's stemming from. Is it your obedience? Is it that you don't accept the, uh, Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Is it that you think these are allegories and not the truth of God's word? Do you believe in the last days, in the end times? Do you believe the Bible? And when you start to get these wishy-washy answers, then you're like, oh, mm -hmm. then it's the parable of the sower. Are you letting the world choke out the planting of the seed that's growing and bearing fruit? Wow. Spirit Wind View says. I totally get what you're saying about having the understanding and the assurance that the book was closed to that subject. There's no more that you could do. Yes. The Lord made that very clear to me. Carrie says, my husband died and was angry. We resuscitated him. No pain, peace, and light. Oh, that's so beautiful. That's so beautiful. Jesus covered all of our sins, but what do we want him to find us doing when we go? Yes. Right. Very, very important. Hate to bring this up. Oh, no. But <laughs> that is, 
this is what's so horrible what's happening with the teachers unions and what they are sending out to children to and, and, and I don't even know what to call it. It's not even equity. Um, there's the, this, this document of, of teaching children about um, horrific things, pornographic things, that it's it just, it's none of it is good. None of it leads to anywhere. Satan comes to keep, steal, kill, and destroy. But, but they're children. That's why he's after them. It's just... I mean, we've got to protect them from this thing. I mean, they, they, they're, they're, they're being told by trusted adults, what used to be trusted adults, that, hey, you feel funny? Here's a document that's going to teach you how to do all these horrible, nasty things. And they're going, well, this teacher told me that this is what I needed to learn and have fun doing it is what it says after each one of those recipes. Well, that's why we have to teach our, we have to reteach our, our children mm -hmm. that teachers are not necessarily a trusted adult. Yeah. Wow. Turning the world upside down. Mm. Good is evil and evil is good. Wow, well, he sure brought this devotional down to a screeching halt. Wait a minute. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's all good. It's looking oh, at the joy, okay. the light. Oh, wait. Uh, can I read the scripture from uh, yeah, Jim Ryman? Because it's uh, 1 Corinthians 15, where Paul talks about receiving our imperishable bodies. The dead will be raised imperishable and we will be changed for the perishable must clothe itself with the imperishable and the mortal with immortality. When the perishable has been clothed with the imperishable and the mortal with immortality, then the saying that it is written will come true. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Oh, where, oh, death is your victory. Where, oh, death is your sting. Hmm. That's what we should be experiencing on our deathbed. Yeah. But, you know, do all people call themselves Christian experiences experience that? Possibly not. Mm. I'm so glad I got a preview uh, of, of what it's going to be like. The light, the, the feeling of just of wonderfulness. Wonderfulness. <laughs> It, it, it is, I think the Lord often gives us visions of things so that we have them to hold on to in difficult times, mm -hmm. right? He gives us a word. He gave me a word that he spoke over my daughter, over my life, over my marriage, that I didn't see at all how it was going to come to fruition, you know? And he gives those things to us for us to hold on to when times are difficult and our faith may be shaky. It's... It's glorious. He doesn't give you the steps to walk it, which is the fun part. But he right. does give you oftentimes the end. And what we uh, what we know to be true also is that once you become born again and you're walking with God, that doesn't mean now you just stay in your house and hide. Um, God wants us to continue to fight, even if we feel like Jesus, Jesus coming is right around the corner. We're fighting to save souls. Hmm. We are advancing the kingdom. We don't win this fight in the end. We save souls. You know, we bring the souls to Christ to save. Right. That's our goal. So just don't get it twisted right. in your head that we actually solve this problem. We don't. <laughs> right. <laughs> but we want to save or we want to be an instrument of light for as many people as possible. Hmm. 
I just want to make sure that you don't read this or read this devotional and they go, oh, that sounds fantastic. Now that I've had accepted Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior, I'm just going to now. I thought I was going to get to do that. But just sit. <laughs> <laughs> I really did. I really did. And then Jesus came knocking, was like, daughter, get up, put on your combat boots and your helmet. We're going to battle. And I was like, wait, what? I just finished battling. I'm not battling anymore. So it was a six month conversation. He and I. You know, I was like, I was not having it. <laughs> I just wanted to relax. I moved to this big I house in uh, East Lake Village. Uh, or not East Lake Village. Uh, Brentwood. Brentwood. I was, a brown, you know, I was comfortable. Brent <laughs> I was sitting fat. <laughs> and then it was like, rah, rah, you know, uprooted you met, me. Then moved you met this Mexican me. at church. Yeah. <laughs> Go figure. This has been a hurricane ever since. <laughs> Oh boy! Every so often, I look at you if you're like when you're sitting on your bed when I come in, and you're going, "This is what I could have been doing every day," <laughs> <laughs> but instead, <laughs> instead, yes, just five minutes of respite. <laughs> Where we leave off, we uh, have a couple things here. Yes, uh, Kate says my dad abandoned his family and lived in Australia, a sinful life. I met him 20 years ago, and he gave his heart to the Lord a month before oh. he died. When my sons and I prayed with him. Oh, that's wow. beautiful. So glad to hear that. Carrie says it's simple. Do we have a relationship with Jesus? We're saved. If not, then ask him to save you. Full stop. Can I go back to Kate's uh, uh, comment there for one second? That, that I used to struggle with that. What? Back when I was a oh yeah, that white people. <laughs> Why do people at the end? Or even in my agnostic state, agnostic state, when I was a police officer and arresting somebody and for some horrible crime, and then I'd find out later that they gave themselves to Jesus Christ and accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior in prison, and saying, "I don't care, you're not, we're not going to the same place." Uh, and so when I when I used to hear this, you know, all of his life he sinned and you know did not know his family, abandoned his family, all this kind of stuff, and then two months before and he now going to heaven i used to be like no no that can't be because you were so great in those 20 years yes you deserve to go. <laughs> i was uh, oh yeah was amazing uh, <laughs> i taught at night retreats I, I, I led men with no regrets. Yeah, wow. Well, Come you, on, Schnodes. Where'd you lead him down a dark alley? <laughs> no. No. At least of what you were teaching them. You've seen true. all men of the guys that I was that teaching. That you raised. Yes, uh, Brian. Oh, you haven't met Brian yet. But Martin uh, and Martin's uh, wife, who we prayed for over, and now here she is. Now she oh gives a thought. That is even in my flawed self, he used some of the things. That is because God's word never comes back right. void. Never. Amazing. So it will do what I it's know. intended to do. No longer do I think that, Kate. So I'm not uh, disparaging what you told us. I think that's fantastic. But in the past, I would have been. Mm, I don't. I don't know that that can. I, I don't know if I can accept that. <laughs> How can I be a part of such a thing? <laughs> but now makes told us that. Thank God. Thank God. Uh, Can you imagine if God had a measuring stick where he's like, <laughs> wait, okay, so you came in at. Like before eight, you get on a ride? You, get, you came in at 58 and you had how many years? Of, oh, wait. And even those years that you say were good. Oh, well, okay, you go wait in this line. 
You wait for a standby ticket. <laughs> no, full stop, all of us, except Jesus Christ. I don't care if it's 30 years ago or it's yesterday. We're all going. And thank God there is no measuring stick and there is no standby line. <laughs> now you got me pictured. I'm walking up to the line. I, I see the sign that says you have to be this high in, in holiness. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm, oh, I don't think I'm going to make it. I try to fluff up my hair. <laughs> I look at and I, go, I got my boots on. So I have a, a little, another inch. Oh, thank God. I don't, want, I don't want it to be that close. I want to, I want to be way above that yeah, line. You, wanna, you, want, oh, it's, you don't want to be in a standby line. You want a first class ticket with an assigned seat. <laughs> with all the snacks. Yes. So that's fantastic. So sorry, I didn't, I didn't want to. Anyway, Carrie says, ha <laughs> And Michael, hey, Michael, nice to see you. That's. Uh, beautiful, Kate. Praise. Yeah, way. God is good. That's awesome. And uh, Carrie reminds us of the parable of the laborers, Matt 21 through 16. Let's see. Uh, Matt 20, 20 through 16. Yes. Oh, yeah. The hiring for the vineyard. We studied this. Yeah, I forgot about it. That's brilliant. Yes, it's about the vineyard where the Lord, uh, where the uh, the owner of the property, the landowner goes and offers a certain amount of wages that he negotiates with the laborers who start at eight o'clock mm -hmm. in the morning and they work a full day. And then the guy who comes at the end, he offers him the same amount. And they're like, wait a minute. How he just come he gets the same? He just got here. I was like, what do you care? It's my money. I could be generous. <laughs> Thank you, God. Thank you so much that you are generous and that you do not. Uh, count time right all that you care you wish that none should perish and that all will be saved you gotta say goodbye to spiritual spirit wind she's out of here yes <laughs> good, out of here good night and i nice hope you don't mean you. out of here like gone no. okay kate says i was seven years old when i last saw him but longed for him all my life so in our time together i got immense healing it was a two-fold blessing two lives restored awesome. That is fantastic. That's a great, great uh, story. So I just wanted to read this in the lines of uh, what we were talking about earlier about um, that once you accept Jesus Christ, you're Lord and Savior, that now you just kind of sit back and just try not to do anything wrong and not put yourself out there. Um, uh, today, earlier on the, the Man podcast, um, I read this particular scripture um, talking about, you know, it's time to be a man. You know, once you accept Jesus Christ, you you have to be a man. So it's the man podcast. So we're talking, I'm talking to men, <clears throat> but it's about King David's uh, charge to Solomon in first Kings uh, two, one through four. And it says, when the time drew near for David to die, he gave a charge to Solomon, his son. I'm about to go the way of all the earth. Mm -hmm. He said, so be strong, act like a man and observe what the Lord, your God requires, requires walk in obedience to him and keep his decrees and commands his laws and regulations as written in the law of Moses do this so that you may prosper in all you do and whatever and wherever you go and that the Lord may keep his promise to me if your descendants watch how they live and if they walk faithfully before me with all their heart and soul you will never fail to have a successor on the throne of Israel and Jesus said very similar words to us yeah. if you love me follow my commandments and they will know that I am in you mm. and they will call people to the, to him by seeing our actions. And so that, 
that requirement has not gone away in the New Testament. Great. And then in 1 Corinthians 16, 13 says, be watchful, stand firm in the faith, act like men, be strong. So if you're a man watching this, <laughs> um, Michael, it, it, yeah, Michael, um, which I'm sure he is, uh, that we have to act like men. We have to, we have to be there. We have to be prepared. We've got to be ready. We have to stand guard. Yes. And, um, and uh, one more thing here that I just, I wrote this down. Being a godly man demands proaction more than reaction. Mm. Be out there, put yourself out there. It doesn't mean to stand again. I just want to caution people to, you know, standing back and then only, you know, well, I'll pray for you. You're not going to react. And I'd like to, and I'd like to say that this is not yeah. just for men, though it's using the gender-specific mm -hmm. pronoun. Um, I think it's advice to everybody to stand strong, men and women. Absolutely. Let's see what people are saying. We see it, Mike. See it moving over here. Uh, so precious, Kate. That's awesome. And that's awesome, Andy. Yeah, yes, sir. We must. Michael says. Absolutely. Stand on the gap. Be there for our kids and our wives. And I was talking about business owners being there for their employees, being the light, uh, lead, lead your business so that other people will see God uh, when you walk through the door in, a, in a meetings. So wherever you're at. In our homes with in other homes. people's kids. Yeah. Yes. Oh. Yes. <laughs> I was thinking about praying when Asher was here. Yeah. But I, I'm just I'm, I'd like to take him to church one day. Maybe we can get him to come on a Saturday. That'd be awesome. This is a friend of my, my son's nine. He had a friend come over from elementary school. One of his, actually, the first time he's had a friend come over and spend the night. And um, and, I, and we talked about him. Asher uh, came to us a little disheveled. I hope that's okay to say. Um, but um, we his, just we just pray for him. His parents have a hard time of it. Yeah. Um, so we're praying for him. So being there, that's right. Just being there and showing love. Showing love. And yeah, I was I was really happy because my daughter really took to him because he really took to my uh, daughter Zara and and she was so kind to him she and it was I could t and he afterwards he's like you're my favorite person in this house <laughs> <laughs> and it was just it was just so cute I mean first of all I I don't know how many brothers and sisters he has but we've got a full house and it just it was so cute because he just went from room to room like you know talking he was so talkative mm. which is so much nicer than the teenagers you could barely get like <laughs> you get like a peace sign out of them or like a i got a head nod today from uh what's her face's friend like looked what's up her face's friend what what uh, our daughter what do you want to say <laughs> oh uh, oh I, get I didn't it. want to say her name I'm was sorry. what's her face's friend i purposely didn't say this uh, the gender either what's his face uh wait, what's their face <laughs> And it was just like a got a look up on the phone and went like this. I was like, "Wow, well, oh, a head nod! I got a head nod." Oh, oh well, you know. But the little ones—they're so precious. Yeah. <laughs> I gave head nods to the kids, so maybe that's where they got it. I gave them a little, a little tiny head nod. Oh, really? Instead yeah. of saying hello? No. Then I laugh and I say, "Hi, how are you? How was your day?" And so whenever they're in the car. If I pick them up from school, they too have to tell me how their day was. Oh. I won't let them go without telling me at least something they can't say. I need to, uh, lunch I need, was great. No, it has to be. I need to caution. try a little harder then. Oh. oh, yeah. They all are required. We won't go anywhere. Wait, wait, they can, don't eat. Can you, can you say it's it's it goes for your, your wife too? Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> Can you throw me in there too? Yeah, Because yeah. I think they look at me like, okay, yeah, whatever. We don't have to do much to her. <laughs> well, it's that it's that big dude I over don't there let that them. like just drives us I, crazy. So I think they would do that to me, but I don't let them. You just can't let them. Yeah. I just say no, no. You're gonna talk, and you're gonna talk to me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I reach out and I say I look at them until they until they shake my hand. I, I, yeah, I'm very aggressive. Oh, there you go. Because <laughs> they will do that. They will just kind of like look at you or give you a head nod that kind of stuff. But yeah, you can't you can't draw them. Yeah. <laughs> I tell their parents too. I said, hey, listen, when they come over, they're they're supposed to talk, and they go, oh, we like that. Okay, good. <laughs> I just want to let you know that they may come over and say, you know, that guy really makes, he doesn't just let us be kids. <laughs> he wants to know about my day. He wants well, to know about my I, teachers. You know, I'm sorry, but I think it's just, well, that may be going a little far. I don't know if their parents will think like, why does he want to know that? But I just think it's etiquette. It's just polite. Yeah. When somebody, okay, if you don't want to say hello first, which you should, because you're younger. Mm -hmm. But if somebody says hello to you, the response is hello. Yes. Not head nod. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah, that's why I grabbed by the shirt and pulled him back and said, did you hear me? <laughs> oh, there we go. Like, what's his name that comes over sometimes with his head down? And I'll, uh, I'll you know, reach out and shake his hand. And he's like, oh. He startles him. Like, oh. Oh, you need something? Yes. I think one time, and I hugged him. Did you see me hug him that one time? No. He was, a, yeah, he was, I hugged him. He's like, oh, we're doing this? I go, yes. <laughs> Good, he could use it. You're in my house. You're giving me a hug. Right. Dang it. And you're going to learn how Not to Not a creepy hug. It's a, it was a manly hug. It was like. Yeah. The, the this, yeah. this and the. Yes. Back. All right. You may Michael's got to go. Uh, you, you may have Oh, we must. Him. Oh, I thought he was going to. I read the wrong one. Uh, I might have bruised him. <laughs> I might have injured him. <laughs> Who knows? So um, anything else, my love? Oh, you know what? I, I for, Before we go, I, I, I wanted to uh, also uh, give you props for last night. I put you on the spot as I often do. Yes. And you pull through amazingly. I think so many people were blessed by your story. Oh, and I, um, we again, we were in an event at, uh, in Novo Cafe up in Westlake Village. Um, great uh, man by the name of Massimo. He owns a restaurant up there uh, called Novo Cafe. And he opens it up on a Monday when he's not open so that we can have meetings there to meet with the parents and school board yeah. candidates. And we had a guest speaker there. His name is Mario uh, Presents. And uh, he came and spoke. And then with it all, there was a lot of negative stuff we were talking about through the teachers union, that kind of stuff. And I Depressing. and I just I was just moved. Uh, Holy Spirit said, ask Hedia to see if she will bring a story that is of, of what happens when parents uh, pray, when parents uh, don't give up and don't give in to what it is that the, the state is telling us to do or what the teachers unions are telling you to do. And I asked Hedia if she would come up and share and she shared it and it was it, it was exactly, I think, what people needed to do. Oh, I'm glad so, to hear that. You did a great job. So I appreciate that very much. Thank you. Um, who do we got there? Carrie saying, oh, <laughs> Kate yeah. saying, by the way, matey means friend. <laughs> well, good day, mate. Yes. <laughs> we didn't hear it plural. Is matey plural for, for mate? Yeah, just... And then Carrie's like, old school, don't speak until spoken to, Hedia. <laughs> well, I was taught the the youngest in the room my mom sent me to finishing school so that we were we were supposed to be the first to say hello when an elder walked into the room i think all bets are off with this generation so whoever says it first i don't care but at least a response 
Well, Ray's a short-lived boyfriend. Oh. He came up right up to me and said hi and shook my hand. He's short-lived? He's gone now? And not that one. The oh, one before that one. The one before that Okay. <laughs> I was like, he's gone already? I, was like, well, is I don't know. Actually, she walked right past him today and I didn't even acknowledge him. So I don't know what's going on. Oh. That, that may be over too. Uh-oh. Yeah, because I, I saw him. But anyway, um, it, he, he, was, he did well. And that's actually, I go, you know what? That's actually pretty good. He walked right. He walked. He saw me and walked to me and said hi and, and shook my hand. Thank God. It was fantastic. So one out of 30, 30 kids. We're, easy, we're easy to please. <laughs> we're really easy to please. Just don't <laughs> slop food all over the floor. Say hello and goodbye. And thank you. That's right. We got to train them. Still. That's just the way it is. About um, cocaine academy. <laughs> You get in my car, you got to talk. I'm not going to, I'm not going to just listen to you. Look at you in my mirror, looking at your phone. <laughs> that ain't going to happen. All right. Anything else, my love? That's it. Thank you so much for that last night. It was, it, oh, it really blessed me. Thank it was you. awesome. And your prayer was amazing. Was it? Yeah, actually. Can we leave? Can we end in a prayer? Of course. We can. That'd be awesome. We have uh, great people. We've got, we got a lot of people watching today. And so I think that they need to hear from God. Oh, Lord. Uh, Heavenly Father, we come to your throne room, your throne of grace. And in these times of trouble and tribulation, we will not fear because you have overcome the world. And you remind us of that in this passage today from Charles Spurgeon, reminding us to look up, reminding us to look up at you and everything that you offer us and that we can experience that in this life too, that you offer peace and light and joy uh, in our everyday life through the tribulation, Lord, so that we ask that you send us that peace. We send us, the, you send us the peace that passes all understanding, the peace that comes from the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, dear Lord, we're so grateful that you saved us and redeemed us and gave us a life worth living. Allow us to walk this out. Allow us to walk out this victory with truth and power and courage and strength, Lord, that we will not give up, we will not give in, and that we'll run our race and that no one will take our crowns from us, Lord. Uh, we love you. We honor you with all that we do. And it's in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus Christ that we pray. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Good all night, right, dear friends. friends. We love you. God love bless. you. See you soon. Take care. Bye. Bye.